0: Let's make this, let's make this. Put me on the internet.
1: Let's make this thing happen here. We'll
0: be out in the wild world where there's video evidence that I existed and contributed to society.
1: Carly, you'll check and let us know if we have audio, right? Okay.
0: Did she I, just give you the finger? Or she, yep, the, pretty much. Not the bird, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say which up? finger,
1: but she, she. It was a fillet. She fellage. acknowledged my, my query. I'll just say that. Your query? Yes, Mike. This is going to be a
0: show of big words today, I can yes, imagine. Yes, we're all, yeah, we're, we're all. going to
1: stretch our vocabulary. That's what we're trying to do. Vocabularize ourselves. Yes. That's it. That's is that, it. Is that a word?
0: I have <laughs> vocabularize. I don't know that. Uh, we're making
1: them up as we go. Um, are we live? We are live now. Okay, we're there. Okay, so Carly gave me the thumbs. She gave me the thumbs up, John. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I appreciate you clarifying. I just wanted to make sure you knew that's exactly what happened. Hi, I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to us record our program for uh, Las Vegas Real Estate Now, which will air this Saturday on KDWN at 11 a.m. In the meantime, stay with us wherever you are on Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn. I think those are the three venues we're going out on, the three portals today. we're going out on. And so stay, stay with us and you'll hear. Or on your nightly news. Possibly. Nightly news yeah. could be. Yep. Maybe we'll do a Lester break Holt a story. Lester yeah. Holt will break in any minute That's now. That's it. That's it. Um, well, um, uh, we're going to be talking with John Ingram. You hear, you hear him interrupting. I mean, talking with uh, me yeah. uh, right now. it's a
0: conversation, <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs> John Ingram's here from Prosperity Home Mortgage. And we're going to talk with John today about a bunch. We're going to go. We're, it's a brand new year. That's true. It's a brand new year. We're talking about. The basics of mortgage lending so what do you want what does somebody who's like the foundation the like, foundational yeah. elements of and I'm, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about your I mean I know we talked about this before I want to talk a little bit about why you want to talk to John Ingram about these things too We're Yeah, why about, would
0: anybody want to talk to me
1: let's try to convince them that it's, it's, appropriate. Crazy talk. it's, it's appropriate it's appropriate okay um, and then I've got a couple of things I've got a monthly market update today I know on Wahoo a bunch of people are gonna get excited about that we've been doing that for boy it's been like five years we've been doing these monthly market updates and you know the cool thing about them is it started just prior Prior to COVID, right? I think that's when you. No, actually, long before that. It was long before that. But, but no. I really but, feel
0: like it was linked to the COVID thing.
1: Uh, we're gonna have to look it up. We have to look it up. I think it was prior to that. But, but the main point is this: is if, that you're, you... if
0: you're trying to fluff the audience right now, I apologize if I'm, I'm no, 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 you here no,
1: it. no. I, I just think that it, it's. I think we've done for well over five years, which is long before COVID. Five years is more than COVID, yes. I'm just saying, I I think we've got about five years worth of history in the monthly market updates. Don't you think so, Erica? Maybe it just stuck in my mind because
0: what's going on in the world, that's when it became intense to know what was happening.
1: It, it, well, you know what's interesting is, is that mm-hmm. the ones before COVID weren't that interesting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, COVID made it very interesting. Are you uh,
0: saying there was something good that came out of COVID?
1: Well, uh, you know, uh, entertainment-wise, perhaps. Yeah, entertainment-wise. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's go ahead and do this. Instead of telling you what we're going to do, let's just do it. Let's do a show. All right, let's, let's do, do a show. It. Let's jump into it. You all sit there, Erica, okay. I'm ready to do it. All right, here we go.
0: Hello and welcome to Las Vegas Real Estate Radio Now. This is...
1: Thanks, Coach. All right. That's, me that's, that's, that's. Put, put me in the game, will you? <clears throat> put, put me in the game. Here we go. Me, 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 me. And here we go. Segment one. Me, me. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.0048897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Today in our program, we have outstanding guests, a returning super grand champion, that being John Ingram. I had to give you an extra uh, gave adjective. me the super in there. Give me I the this super. This is John Ingram from... Uh, prosperity home mortgage welcome back john <laughs> thanks sorry um
0: i let you mostly get through that whole intro so you
1: did good. well you were trying john always tries to to, to throw me off a little there's I things happening the to know that you're a real person That's i'm it. i'm just look my eyes are down i'm I a put robot the, i put the blinders on because i got to read this stuff so okay. uh, let me tell everyone that john's got an nmls number that being five five two five nine six. he That's is true. actually licensed to do mortgages um john today i want to talk about a couple things first Let's talk about the foundational elements of mortgage lending. Let's talk about, wow. let's, go, let's go to the bedrock of mortgage lending. And yeah. let's talk about, if, if there's someone out there listening who's like never been involved in a home purchase or been involved but didn't really get into the whole mortgage part, let's tell them maybe, about that. What are their they, options?
0: Maybe nobody explained to them why they got the loan product they got.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's yeah, talk about the variety of products because there's really a handful of different ways to go.
0: Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. About 95 percent of the market of, of mortgages is, is really three products. It's conventional loans. There's FHA loans and there's VA loans. Right. Right. So it, the vast, vast majority of people are getting one of those three products. But um, I don't know how many people actually get into understanding why you're recommended one product versus the other and like what niches and and what groups do they serve, basically, right? Right. Uh, so I think that that's there's some worthwhile conversation
1: in there for sure. So the first one, the, the easiest one to delineate is VA. Sure. I mean, how how can someone get a VA loan?
0: Well, you need to be a military service member. Either active or former have done a certain amount of service. There's a minimum service requirement to get it, or the surviving uh, spouse of a veteran can be eligible. It's funny how often I'll talk to somebody and I'll be doing my initial interview, and I say, "Um, "Is there any chance you happen to have a military service background?" Right, and they'll say, "No, I didn't, but my dad did." Right, and and or my mom did. Right, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, that doesn't count. You don't get their benefit." Right, Um, but surviving spouses do.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so VA—that's how you do. It. And, and VA is a great loan.
0: Amazing. It's, it's maybe the best single best product, like in my mind, um, for a number of reasons. One, VA interest rates tend to be on the lowest end of the range. The the fee structure for VA tends to be quite lean. Um, and the biggest sort of impact for a consumer is the VA starts with with zero down payment obligation. Right. So you can do it with zero, and and, and it's worth p- highlighting the other side, which is. You're certainly allowed to do a down payment, and there is a benefit for a lot of people to doing a down payment, but you're not required to. right? And then the last maybe highlight that I would pull out is when you look at the monthly payment obligation from the VA versus the other major products, when you do a small down payment or no down payment, it's the cheapest because there is no monthly mortgage insurance obligation that you're paying as a consumer. So your monthly payment is smaller on that product than basically anything else. Right. Which is pretty amazing.
1: And I want to point out, because I know the guys, the show after hours, where they do uh, uh, the veterans talk show after hours, they talk about VA loans uh, fairly often on that show. And one thing is that we want to make sure that veterans understand is that this is not anything other than a quality program provided for you because of your service. There's no... I mean, it's still a it's still a mortgage loan, and the VA administration is not loaning you the money.
0: Oh gosh, that's the it, thing it, I want you so to know. That.
1: It's so yeah. important for them to understand it. Yeah. No, no, this is a regular lender like Prosperity loaning yeah. you the money with the endorsement of the veterans. That's, that's administration. right. They
0: provide the guarantee on it, right? And so, it's actually something that. Some less reputable people in the industry get in trouble for. Yeah. If you represent that you are part of the VA, that <laughs> that you're somehow specially connected to them, you maybe use the word veteran in your name. Those type of things. Um, for me, that's that's shady stuff. Ultimately, and Indeed. I'm not a fan of it. So there should be no implied. All lenders are the same. The VA does not loan a single dollar. Right. They guarantee that veteran on that mortgage. That's all that's happening there. Okay. Um, so it's absolutely true. it's weird. I just just yesterday I was talking to a consumer who um who qualified with me i recommended the va loan for them they ended up talking to somebody else and that other person tried to basically poo-pooed the va loan and said oh. no you shouldn't do this and and it's and, and it's not as good and save your va don't use it for this house oh my goodness. use it for your next house and I'm like, i don't understand this logic it's, oh my goodness for me the most common thing is is that person's not an expert in VA, and really? therefore is trying to avoid it,
1: yeah. is the idea. They don't know how to do it. Correct. So they don't want you to take it, because then you can't work with them. <laughs> right,
0: right. They're just out of the game, or they don't feel like they're an expert. In the, and, and, and that's really sad, because mechanically, it's an awesome loan. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, and look, as a realtor, I, I've learned that over my experiences, that we love to invade. There used to be some resistance on the part of yes. sellers. They said, "Harve, please, I don't want to have to... Contribute this or that because it's a VA loan. The truth is, you don't as a seller. Right?
0: right. Uh, There's no negative or no downside to the seller. No. You don't. No. You don't need to give up a single dollar on nope. a VA loan versus any other offer.
1: Yep. You know? that's a misnomer.
0: Yeah, it is absolutely, absolutely yeah. a big mistake.
1: Okay, so I think we've. I mean, that's great. VA. So, so the next one we want to get to maybe is for those of and is FHA loans. And a lot of people sure. equate FHA loans mistakenly as first time home buyers. Very often, that's true, and that's a mistake. That that's is, not true. That is
0: a mistake. FHA is not a first time homebuyer program. You could own, you know, two other investment properties mm-hmm. and use a VA loan to buy a house for yourself. Right. That's that's really one of the main requirements. Is FHA is for owner occupied only. Right. Right. So you got to be buying the house to live in. Um,
1: but I think, let me point out that FHA is often used for first time homebuyers because true. because of the requirements that are more conducive to somebody who has a small down payment. The way so- I
0: describe it to people is FHA uses or has guidelines that are much more built to be one-size-fits-all, right. which the idea being, if you meet the minimum criteria for the program, you get all of the flexibilities, which is very different than what conventional does. So right. FHA is is much more tolerating of credit blemishes, job changes, high debt ratios, money, like you, you don't have much money saved, those type of things. Uh, FHA is frequently uh, combined with down payment assistance programs because yep. yep. there's there's allowances for that. and And on the good side of it, it's one size fits all, and the bad side is one size fits all. Maybe, right. but on the on the good side is those people with, let's say, a little spottier credit, a little lower credit scores. They don't pay more for their mortgage insurance than somebody with perfect credit. Gotcha. It's, everybody pays the same amount, right. not interest rate, but the cost of the mortgage insurance. And and so that's a really it's a great program to to get your foot in the door of home ownership. My very first house was an FHA loan. So, Mine too. Um, Mine too. Yeah, it, it's absolutely an important program and it you know it allows for down payments starting at three and a half percent and doesn't require you to have any money left over. Well, as human beings, I recommend that. Yeah. But FHA doesn't have a magic number for right. how much money you need to have left over.
1: Right. Um, a conventional loan, they're going to want to make sure you have money in the bank to cover expenses well, for it's a period of, of time. one of the factors they look at when right. they're deciding to say yes or no, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we've established. Okay, so veteran VA loans just for veterans. So if you're not a veteran, you're looking at either FHA or conventional. Those are your two options. True. Those general are general the options. There, yeah. there are other uh, ob- more Their obscure stuff, yeah. Right. Okay, so with FHA, um, you, you're always going to have that mortgage insurance on an FHA loan. This now.
0: is the, the one of the the factors why people try to not take an FHA loan is right. the way they handle mortgage insurance. Which basically says that mortgage insurance will exist as long as you have that mortgage. Whether it's, you know, two years or 30 years, you're going to pay that mortgage insurance in the modern version. And, and so there's no benefit to larger down payments. So like, right. if, if your situation is totally clean and you are planning on putting 20% down, FHA would be less good. Yeah. While it would say, yes, and it's happy to, you to let you put that big down payment, it still charges you mortgage insurance. and right. that Mortgage insurance would, in that case, last nine years and, right. and things like that. Right. So the conventional loans in, end up being a, the better or more common suggestion.
1: Right. And, and we're using generalities here. The, yeah. the main thing here that I want you guys to hear from John is, is that everybody's unique. There's no... Uh, one strategy for everybody. There's, there's different strategies. Based my on life specific- would be far
0: easier if they were all the same, but <laughs> right? it is not. Everybody right. brings something unique to the table.
1: And another thing I want to say is, and John's, I've heard John say this before, is he's seen everything. He's not afraid. Let, you know, yeah, no it.
0: one's been injured in having the conversation. You know, bring it, guys! You know, come
1: with the questions and ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot. Of, if you're sure. working with a lender right now, ask them a lot of questions. The, the lender you were describing a moment ago, John, clearly did not have a good, clear idea or grasp of VA loans. You want somebody that knows all the programs, and if they're qualified for a VA program, my goodness, they should get a VA loan. I mean, under I, almost, every yeah, almost every circumstance. Almost yeah, every circumstance. Almost every circumstance. We won't say everyone, but almost everyone.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know why you would go away from it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it makes it makes sense to me. Okay, so we've talked about the VA. We've talked a little bit of. Is there anything we need to add about FHA?
0: Um, no, we talked about mortgage insurance. We talked about how, yeah, I think okay. we're okay there. Okay.
1: FHA is going to be a quality choice for people who probably need a, a little, have a little less money to put down and maybe have some credit issues. Hey, listen, oh, I
0: guess that's, uh, sorry, go
1: ahead. But, but no, we're coming up on a break. Let's do our quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about FHA. And then we're going to get into that whole conventional discussion about conventional. Insurance. Sure. Guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. I started that late. That's why I wanted to, um, mm. I wanted to make sure I didn't go too long on that. Sure, sure. <clears throat> Okay.
0: Go too far in the weeds. What do you think? Everybody outline? I don't know. No, <laughs> I, think,
1: right? I think it was good.
0: Yeah, I think it was high enough level.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, this is all redundant, but it's important. These are these things are redundant. We've talked, about, but they need to be. They need to be discussed periodically. We got to bring. I'm, I'm them back. Tempted
0: to come back and, and basically talk about how credit score helps to push you into one program versus the other. Let's
1: do that. Because um, we're going from FHA to conventional now. Let's and talk about. That's the two main choices. Yep. yep. Let's talk about that. Okay. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- 203-1165. With Manowin Studio, we have John Ingram from, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, from Prosperity Home Mortgage. You know, before we get into this thing, John, I got to tell you, I did get a call from a listener uh, last week uh, during mm-hmm. the program. And, and if you call me, you know, we record this head on. If you call me during the program, I'll take your call. Um, and so don't don't hesitate. Just give us a call. I'm happy to talk to you.
0: That's a and, big guarantee to throw out there. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm
1: if if I'm you know, playing golf, I might call you back later. Okay. Maybe I okay. don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, or if I'm with a client, maybe showing property. Maybe you're uh, in the bath. I maybe <laughs> I'm in the bath. Let's not let's not let's not try to go there. Right. I don't want people to have to envision that. Maybe scenario. your
0: wife. You're having a romantic <laughs> picnic lunch. Okay. I don't know. It's not the time to answer the
1: phone. It, it could be, but here's what All he. Right. You know, he, this guy was an investor. Who, uh, who was talking about what he thought was – he said, Harvey, I want to talk about what you think is going to happen in the future of the, of the market. And, oh. and so we had a really good discussion about that, and um, his perspective was that he, he's, he's still very optimistic. He says this is nothing like the mid-2000s. And oh, absolutely not. And he's right. And he's, you know, he, he said it 100 times. Yeah, yeah. And, so he, and he's absolutely right. And so, but I want you guys as listeners to understand, hey, call me. You want to talk about something? I love talking about it. I've actually talked to, told him, hey, give me a call back. Maybe we're going to bring him on the show as an investor. We'll talk about your topic. So feel yeah. free to give me a ring. Oh. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyway, John, before the break, we were talking about FHA loans, and I think we covered that pretty thoroughly. But there's, if you're not a veteran, you really have two major choices. It would be go FHA or go what they call conventional. Sure. And so tell us where, okay, why should I go conventional instead of FHA? What's conventional going to offer The,
0: the me? most common driver that I run into is credit score related. Okay. Okay. Um, FHA basically has tons of flexibility in re- regards to credit score. Like our company guideline, will go down to a 580 FICO score. Wow, uh, on an FHA or a VA loan. Conventional loans by rule won't go that low; they'll go to a 620. Mm-hmm. But but conventional loans are are. Uh, designed in a way to be case by case, it's looking at all your individual factors when it's deciding what it's going to say yes to and what it's going to say no to. Uh, unlike FHA, which is you meet that minimum criteria, you're in, right? Right. right. Um, and and it's a very sort of simplified uh, criteria there. So a person with and I use the best example here is a person with a 620 credit score on FHA, totally fine. You can do the three and a half percent down payment. 620 on a conventional loan. Very unlikely they're going to let you do a small down payment. Gotcha. Very likely they're going to ask you to do 20% or even more. Right. Now, as I say, the case by case thing is if you're a person with a million dollars in your savings account and you have a 620 credit score, and maybe it does say yes to you with a smaller down payment. It's looking at debt ratio and credit score and amount of savings or reserves as we call them and and, um, uh, credit history and all that sort of stuff when it's deciding what it's going to say yes to and what it's not. Got it. And so that's the biggest differentiator. And then in the world of conventional loans, that's where you become able to finance second homes and investment properties where a person is rewarded for larger down payments versus smaller. Whereas like um, in the world of conventional loans, if you put 50% down and you had a 660 credit score, let's say, your your interest rate's going to be basically the same as somebody with an 800 credit score.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But you do small down payment, 20% or 10%, those type of things, Your 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 interest rate will be much higher because there are adjustments related to the risk of that loan that go into setting your interest rate.
1: In terms of a down payment on a conventional loan, yeah. John, I wanted to ask you this, and I've, I've always meant to ask you this: If I put twenty percent down or thirty percent down, does that? I mean, once I get past twenty, does it matter? It does. It does. Okay. There
0: are additional sort of tiers to the setting the pricing of your loan, all the way to forty percent down payment. Gotcha. Sixty percent, or I'm sorry, forty percent or more down payment is pretty much the same. Pretty much the same.
1: But here's the one thing that I want to make sure everybody understands. And this is my understanding you're still going to be vetted so thoroughly, irregardless of your down payment. Yeah. That's the one thing that I think some people who are high net worth individuals are like, why, am I, why are they digging in so deep on me?
0: And this does annoy people from time to time. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, in a good way, coming out of the, the crash of 2008, the, the field has been leveled again where just because you're amazing doesn't mean you don't have to do the same things as right. somebody who's less amazing
1: that's it right that's, that's where we are that's you, the way the world is we have to
0: show and, and <clears throat> prove that you are can be given this loan safely yeah that's the idea yeah regardless of how clean your picture is and i've had people say to me i've never paid a bill late in 40 years why are you asking me for this well, because I have to treat you the same as everybody else.
1: There it is. Okay, I wanted that to be said and understood because I yeah. know that there's people out there who have been disappointed by that and frustrated beyond. Re- and I understand. I've been through the process myself. I, you know, <laughs> it's it's not a whole lot of fun. Let's just the, say the best that. part
0: is is like. I would love to not have to ask of you for it. I don't make the course. rules. i I right. the, the the regulators design the rule set. Right. We're just making the loans to meet those meet those rules.
1: Yeah, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, don't. I
0: am just the messenger.
1: <laughs> there you go. I'll t I will will
0: try to give you every you know and there are in this in our world, there are usually two or three different ways to satisfy a particular question. And you know, I'll give you those options and you can choose which one works best for you.
1: There you go. And now the other thing that's important, okay, so we've talked about a variety of loan packages. You can do VA, you can do FHA, you can do conventional. Yeah. The, the other choice you have to make is the, is the lender you want to use. This, sure. this is the other choice you have to make. So I wanted to talk to you about something I've heard before called, uh-huh. called overlays. Overlay. Well, sure. Let's talk about overlay. So what, what is an overlay and explain that to people? Okay, so
0: um, the rule makers, Fannie Mae, uh, Freddie Mac, VA, and HUD, um, for FHA, HUD sets the rules, but they all have their basic guidelines. Minimum says, requirements. Yeah, they set these minimum requirements. Right. But then individual lenders will provide an additional set of rules over the top of them to, to define their own risk. Right and say these are the loans we feel are safe for us to do right. and they define their own credit quality and have their own their own rules about that you'll see that a lot with credit unions where they have a, a bit smaller of a box yeah. they're not they're not willing to go as far as maybe what the the general guidelines might go and um some of the mega banks um very very have very different boxes drawn than than other lenders and so um that's that's one of the things I askly, actually ask my realtors to be listening for at all times is when a person is told no for some reason or that that's not possible, to ask the question um, of that consumer, like, did they tell you why they said no? Yeah. So that your realtor can be a resource to say, this may be specific to that one lender and yep. it's worth checking with another.
1: Yeah, I had a client actually call me, uh, inquire recently. He's moving here from Arizona and he said, Harvey, I was told I really shouldn't do a VA loan. And I said, well, if you're eligible for a VA loan, I can't imagine why you wouldn't do it. He said, well, the lender I spoke to said it's you know similar to what you heard from mm-hmm, that other person. Mm-hmm. Was, so, and I, and, and so, so are there overlays on – can a bank put overlays on a VA loan? Sure, they can. And so even though VA might say you have to have this as your minimum required, this, that, and the other – uh, so Once big banks, so yeah, that's fine. But we still want you to have this much more, right? And you gave a uh, you gave you gave a FICO score minimum on of FHA loan. That's
0: the most common one, right. it is, is to have a different minimum FICO score, right? There are plenty of lenders out there that six twenty is the minimum, or six forty is the minimum, right? Uh, whereas the the program itself under FHA will go down to five hundred credit scores. So, oh, wow, even us saying five eighty or better is an overlay. in a way. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, well that makes I mean,
1: sense. And that's what your comfort level is as a company. We're com- yeah. we're comfortable going to five eighty. We're not necessarily comfortable going to 500, even right. though FHA says we could.
0: Yeah, and and it's, it, there are business forces at work there, you know, uh, as far as who, the investors that we might be able to sell that mortgage to. Right. If there's only one in the country... That's going to be something we pucker up at, as opposed to, hey, I've got four different options that would potentially buy this loan, and and that's that's because that's how a mortgage company gets sank ultimately is having a bunch of loans they cannot sell off their books for some reason, right? Um, And and that's that's the danger that will take us down.
1: And I think that's that's a great comment because I don't think people understand that normally what happens is is the mortgage company does the loan with you and then they end up selling it to another somebody else. They end up selling it to another investor, yes, and they're not actually they're not eventually they get the money paid back to them through the investor and it's, it's all clear. That's up exactly
0: now. what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are doing. Besides defining the rules, they are the buyer... Uh, 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 not necessarily last resort, but they are a constant buyer of mortgages made to their standards. And in the case yeah. of VA and FHA, there's a, an entity called Ginnie Mae. Right. Ginnie Mae buys those mortgages and Government-insured them. loans. Yes.
1: Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No, look, look. Hey, I think this was really good because it's kind of a, a – we, we went back to the basics, the the bedrock of mortgage lending here. Sure. And covered the the three major choices that people have. Uh, VA, FHA, and conventional. With that being said, uh, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. When we come back, I got some exciting stuff for you. I'm going to do my monthly market update, guys. So, charts on the radio. <laughs> for those of you in your cars, pull over to the side. Don't I don't want you I'll, to get confused. will keep them honest, guys. We'll, we'll be back in just a minute. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Look at that. We filled two segments with that.
1: That was good. Like this. Yes. Is that good? But don't go too much to your right because then the mic covers your face. Right here, bossy. So I know. Almost. Oh, wait,
0: you could see the light.
1: That's Erica cracking the whip. i will <laughs> I'll, I'll, sli- I'll
0: slide over a little bit. If oh you no, need. you're perfect. So okay, right yeah, there. Yeah, is there any way we can get you to step out? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, here. We're still getting you a little bit, a little bit, bit more to the left. A little yeah, keep, your going. Head, keep. move your head so yeah. <laughs>
1: So don't move any more to the right. Right here. Yes. This is good. Yes. Okay, I'll try to remember to stay right here. Is there, oh, this I don't on. see it. I don't I haven't seen it for I don't know why I'm not seeing it. I know Carly's mm-hmm. seeing it, so for some reason I don't get to see it anymore. Um, I try to click on the link. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Oh look at that. Oh, did I do it? I did
0: it. Do, do, do. I have no idea what's going on audience. Oh, there I am as well as, oh, as cool. what these guys are doing, so Oh, look at that! Look at us—we're up there. Don't put that. No, no, up there, no! You can put it. Up, leave it up
1: there, no, yeah, leave Really? It up. Leave it up there. Let's
0: so I can look at the back of my head. I don't yeah, know. We can know confuse. I
1: mean. We can confuse our, ourselves, and it's going to be like they see themselves in themselves and themselves and themselves. That's <laughs> right. That <right. laughs> infinite vision of us. Uh, um, okay. Anyway, let's get let's get infinite, on with segment infinite three
0: mirror, here. Mirror, infinite yeah. windows,
1: something Remember like that. It. Don't go too much to your right. Right here is good though. You don't go. John All right, John will give you a little. Bit. <clears throat> All right, here you we go. Tell segment me, segment three. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702. 702- two zero three one one six five i guess seven zero two two zero three one one six five you know i just i don't i don't sing for a reason you know there's a reason i don't sing and i'm uh, thinking you should not sing for the same reason first of I'm all just you were in the vienna boys choir we know that <laughs> right. yeah there you go um okay guys we're gonna do the monthly market update your big for, hit was edelweiss i believe is that yes is that that's true? my one edelweiss? that's one right. yep yep not not donka like the other guy yeah right um okay so I'm going to do the monthly market update for January, 2023. Now, remember a couple things, uh, while we say this is the update for january 2023 this is actually data from december this is the month prior and so you're you're hearing a month prior but we always equate it with when we distribute it that's, that's like all. a year ago i yeah, mean that's... it is a year ago you're right Gosh. this month currently available these are only single family homes currently available 6146 that's actually down by 1400 down. from last month way down um Nor that, seasonally normal seasonally normal that's true <clears throat> yeah. uh, pending and contingent these are houses under contract 1785 that's also down from last month and and sold in the last 30 days 1356 that's about the same as last month okay. but that's still a very low number that's yeah. a, that's a minuscule number based on the normal averages between 2500 and 3000 sure. a month uh, our current months of inventory 4.53 that's down about a, about a month from last month from last month and our average days on market is up to 40 40 days on market average days on market I
0: still call into question that whole days, uh, months it's, it's, of inventory. It's thing. a pretty
1: tough. It's a tough thing to do. Um, last year, this is important. Last year, we had available two thousand four hundred twenty-one single-family homes. Wow, two thousand one four 2,400. Right, and we under contract. We had a little over three thousand thirty-one eighty-one. <laughs> sold in that 30 day period two thousand eight hundred eighty three so that
0: was that was December of 21
1: 21 yeah right. that, that market was just on fire it was on fire yeah it was it was it was against all I describe of, it as a fever market it was it was it, it wasn't seasonal at all last year no no uh, the month we had high. less than a month's worth of inventory last year and only 25 days on market. Now I get to my, my my charts and graphs. I have my We uh, were
0: still in the threes at that point on interest rates. You were. Yeah.
1: They uh, I think it started going up in like February, January, February. Yeah, yeah. it was yes, the yeah. first
0: uh, Yeah, January was the first big spike.
1: Right. The boxes, uh, this is the number of activity on single-family residential closings. The first chart basically shows that we fell way behind last year. Um, uh, But we were pretty much a normal year overall because the year started really strong and then finished really weak. So it ended up being a fairly normal year for activity. Since
0: you have the chart there, how does that compare to 2019?
1: Uh, It's a little off of 19. It's a little little behind 19. uh, Is it? Because the last five, six months were terrible uh, Mm -hmm. this year in terms of activity.
0: Well, I liked, I liked your comment. I thought it was a smart comment to, in regards to, and this is off the air, but right. talking about how 20 and 21 was pulling forward activity out of what would have been potentially 22 and, and, and after, right?
1: Yeah, let's expand on that. What I was saying to John before the program was, you know, we can really attribute a lot of the current market conditions to interest rates, and that's, that's absolutely, clearly the most dominant, Im- impactful factor on the current market. Yes, But we also have to look at the idea that the last two, the, what people did the last two years was things they might have done this coming year, but they did it then. So they were kind of ahead of the curve. They got mm. things done during the pandemic, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, and now they don't need to buy again. So yeah. that's that's a lot. There's a lot of that that's happened too. So let's just keep that in mind for for a market Talking about our market, mm-hmm. the number of closings throughout the year. Uh, we just saw that twenty seven thousand, cl- uh, almost twenty eight thousand closings, which is equivalent to about two thousand fourteen.
0: And is that all property
1: types? No, that's just single family just homes. Single again. Family I'm again. only dealing in single family homes. Our median price came. Right, but are you
0: only dealing? No, I'm sorry.
1: I'm only dealing in single. <laughs> in ter- well, personally, no, I do condos myself, but mostly my homes are single all family. Right, okay. Okay. The median price went down to four twenty five. That's down another five thousand from last month, uh, and that's the median price. Uh, and then, interesting, on luxury sales, sales of a million dollars or more, again, the last six months were really, really off, but it's still the second best year yeah, ever by far, yeah. um, and and well above any other year other than last year, so uh, in terms of that, and we're going to make these available to you on our website, LV Real Estate Radio. My last one is the one I create every month, and I want to share this with it. I'm going to show it to John while I'm talking to you guys oh, about you it. created this, yeah. Yeah, this is my line graph, which basically shows the yellow line is the available homes, the... Uh, Orange line is the home sold, uh, and the blue line is the median price. And the median price, we went back to basically where we were at the beginning of the year, um, uh, we're down to 425. We started the year well in February. We were around yeah, 450, right? So we're a little under where we were in February, but right about where we were began the year in terms of the uh, inventory. That's always interesting. The way that that shot up in May, June, July, it really shot up, and now it's been it actually been creeping down again. It's been slipping yeah, down a little yeah. bit over the last few months in terms of the inventory. Um, so there's our monthly market update. Any further thoughts on that, John?
0: Uh, well, uh, just going back, I. In April of 2022, I was making some wagers with some friends about where we thought the inventory would be in April of 2023. Okay. And so far, I have a good chance. Oh, nice. Yeah. I basically said ten five would be available inventory in April of this year. And I think as we come out of of the holiday season of December and these numbers, right. um certainly activity just by my pulse in these first ten days or so of January, a little bit busier um this week. And we normally do get an increase of inventory going into these first three months. Right. Um and then, and then by the time the spring summer buying season starts, that starts getting drained back again. So, yeah, um,
1: I think that we'll coincides see. with what uh, you and I are pretty much on the same wavelength on this. And we've had differences in our opinion, but I think we're on the same wavelength on this thing. I just we just prepared. Carly helped me prepare a letter we sent out to all of our clients who closed oh. in twenty twenty two. Okay, and in that letter we talk about what happened and the result and the way the market fluctuated. Sure, and twenty twenty two was a crazy year. Started on fire and it ended. Really, really in the doldrums in in the doldrums. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then, but we also try to make a prediction for the following year. We also, I try to look ahead to 2023 and give my thoughts on what's going to happen. So, and I do it in this letter format to my clients who have closed. And, and part of what I, you know, part of what I'm saying is this, is that I think that what happens is, and I don't know when it's going to happen. But buyers who are resistant to the interest rate are eventually are going to come to the conclusion that I might not ever see three again. <laughs> and, sure. And the question is, when are they going to come to that realization and decide that five and a half, six and a half is okay? That's when the market goes back to a more neutral normal market and this and that that's when things start to happen. The question that's is similar. when mm-hmm. when will that happen? We don't know. That's the question. The the seasonality of our market says, you know, maybe it happens in the spring, maybe it happens in the summer.
0: Some of the best experts are saying five percent in the first six months of this year.
1: Wow. Okay. There you go. That's Fannie, great. May,
0: Fannie Mae has predicted four and a half this year. Wow! They didn't say specifically like when they thought, but this year they thought that you'd see four and a half. That's
1: that's and exciting.
0: Yeah, no, I think it, it it takes a little bit of pressure off of buyers and and making the choices now. Um, it's one of the things that I'm I'm talking about, and I, I you know I don't hear a ton about it, and I and I hope I'm right, but I, I see this moment in time as a real opportunity moment for for potential buyers where. Yep in this market right now uh sellers are the, uh, for the first time a little bit on their heels yeah right they really? are negotiating with buyers where i'm seeing good concessions on on credits to pay costs and things like that i'm seeing negotiation on prices the buyers aren't having to sacrifice contingency protections things like that and i think um i don't think that moment in time lasts the entire year i think that as we see interest rates fall into the fives yeah that Other buyers will come back into this market and very quickly level out the playing field again and potentially lean at seller advantage again. Yeah. Because there's a little, you know, a bit more demand could easily overwhelm the supply of this market.
1: Yeah. Our inventory is up from where it was last year, but it's not high. No, it's not high. It's not high at all, guys. It's there's this is not a normal inventory for us is at least five figures, at least 10,000. At least that is yeah, a normal yeah. market. I'd, a normal I'd go
0: twelve to fourteen thousand. Nah, I think
1: that's right. I think that's probably more appropriate. But and so we're still at six right now. So there's still not a lot. So if all of a sudden there was a buyer spurt, we could we could eliminate that inventory in two right. months. It would be gone. Right. And,
0: yeah, and it goes to the idea. Right, right now a buyer has the opportunity to choose between three houses. Right, clearly they, they have they have multiple options. Just a year ago, you were desperate to find one, and you fought tooth and nail to get into contracts. So, absolutely, it's it's a nice moment in time for for people who feel ready.
1: Yep, I I couldn't agree more. And I think if you're someone out there who's thinking about buying, or you feel like you're going to need to buy sometime in the near future, you need to be investigating that prospect right now. Don't wait you see the interest rates come down because that's honestly it might be too late (laughs)
0: well you know and and i don't know how much time we have left but but there's going to be the jaded side of the argument which is oh but values john values harvey are going to start going down and this Mm. kind of thing they've Mm. softened just a smidge off of the very peak indeed nationally it's two and a half percent down from the very very peak
1: yep guys we're gonna have to take a quick break and come back we're gonna talk more about that i've got a couple articles i want to talk about so stay tuned we'll be back in just a minute cool yeah no that's a great point yeah, I like I like that conversation, but that, that was good. That was, I mean, in terms of market, we boy, we brought a lot to the table just in that, in that segment. That was good. Even Erica liked it. That's good. I'm gonna, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna bring up these articles. We're gonna do them real quick, though. I'm gonna go through these real quick, and then we'll come up, sure, and talk a little bit about John Ingram a little bit if we can get that in.
0: Oh, are you still trying to stuff that in? I'd I like
1: mean? to stuff it in there if we can. Okay, literally stuff it in there. Let's just link. No. Who's the turkey? Yep, yeah, let's just see what we can do about that. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I can make I can make it short. Segment four. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate. Now we're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever I ever, know before, that
0: I tune the channel. No,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> Question <laughs> program. See he did it. He he got me. He finally got me. Uh, if sorry. you ever have a question or, or an idea for a program, please call or text me at 702-203. two two zero three. Don't ask the person in the seat next to you. Call Harvey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got my number, guys. You know it. Okay, so <laughs> um, I've got a couple articles I want to touch on real quick. And one okay. of them is interesting because you mentioned this in the in the last segment. And uh, Eli Siegel wrote in the RJ this just past week, and his, uh, the headline is Builders' Home Sales Plunge in Summerlin. And basically what he's talking about in the article is about how our master plans here in the Valley, new home builds, have taken it on the chin in 2022 versus the years prior. The years prior, they were hot,
0: mm-hmm. on fire. Could sell everything that they wanted
1: to. Where people were lining up and bidding and outbidding on lot premiums and things like that. And they were delayed on their construction because they couldn't get enough stuff. Indeed. So, so uh, But right. Summerlin's down about 52% in terms of the volume year-over-year. Okay. Year. Cadence is down 34%. Inspirata down 32%. And Sky Canyon down 37%. The important thing here is is that one of the comments that was made uh, by uh, one of the key people at Summerlin was, and I'm going to read this quote, declines in mortgage interest rates are needed for more significant rebound in sales activity. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely right we're well, going to need to see some number, some production.
0: Uh, okay. I know this is not on your charts but uh national number uh, uh, nationally we will sell normally about 1.75 million homes uh in a year. Mm-hmm. The pace we ended at was 1.3 million homes. Oh. So we lost, you know, nearly half a million transactions nationwide and yeah, that's going to be related interest interest rates. October we we were over 7%. Right happily being down from there yeah. and hopefully going even lower, super.
1: One of the things I wrote in my letter to my clients, in that letter I did with the summation, yes. is as I said, I think we've seen the peak of mortgage rates. And we oh, will. I do. Okay. Uh, and I think, I've heard other people contradict me on that. They say, no, no, we've got to be wary. I really think we have seen the peak because I think, ultimately, remember, lenders got to lend. They, they don't want to sit on this money. It's, they they do not want to sit on the money, so they got to be well. at least competitive in the market. Although cautious, you know we understand the the, the line that's drawn there. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, well, the the lack of volume certainly is pushing people out of business. There's yeah. companies being purchased and we're seeing that you know, a lot all that of kinds that. of stuff for sure.
1: You know, as we sit here, and you know, John's been on our show uh, for what about, about sixty-three years now. He's been on our <laughs> program, something, something on that order. Yeah. And, and John's on our show, and, and you hear John's expertise in terms of lending, and I love talking with John about loans because he knows so much. But l- let's find out why he knows so much. I wanted to ask John today, oh, geez. about the you know his history in mortgage lending because I think it's important for our listeners to understand. Oh, John. I thought you
0: were going to ask me about my personal life.
1: No, 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 nobody wants to know about that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> needs to know about that. <laughs> but we do want to know. How did you get? First of all, how did you get involved in, in the? And tell us about your history. How did you get involved in the mortgage business?
0: Um, Mortgage is is a little different in, insofar as that there is no school to go to. Right. There is no, you know, you have to kind of know somebody to get your foot in the door or kind of accidentally get into it. And, it, and then it becomes a matter of, of your personality of which direction you might go right, right. and what your skill set is but ultimately right. you know I, i'm native to las vegas and, and went to high school here and went to UNLV for a couple of years things like that but it came from an accounting background mm. and and reached a point in my accounting career where i was like i don't want to just sit around behind a desk crunching numbers i like numbers right but i also like people and well, so people who listen you know that you yeah. like interacting with people <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yes. right right yes. so a friend of mine was in the industry he got in from um, from his brother being in real estate and got kind of connected that way. He brought me in and, you know, I spent. Five years touching as many loans as I possibly could as a support person. I was I was an assistant and worked my way up to a production manager, which was then helping other loan officers to figure out how to structure transactions and and this sort of thing. So I spent a lot of time touching a lot of loans, and it was it wasn't until year six in my career where I went into sales directly gotcha. and began doing my own business and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. um, and, and it, it just fits my personality where. Uh, I was I was that annoying kid out there asking an underwriter (laughs) saying, well, why did you ask for this piece of paper and why do they want to know that? How does this loan program actually work and what are the mechanics of it? Those things were interesting to me. And so asking and so much of this business is understanding the why will give you the clue to the next situation. As as we said earlier in the show, every situation is unique. Yeah. Right. And there is no, you know. Yeah, like I said, there's not like five things you can learn and you're ready. You have to be able to adapt your knowledge from one example to the next.
1: Experience and matters. Ex-
0: absolutely. There you go. This is, this, is not a, this is not a one-way business. It's a people business.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when you spoke about that other loan officer earlier who was, who was poo-pooing the VA loan, yeah. that's a loan officer who clearly doesn't understand or know how to do a VA loan. Yeah, I,
0: I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, as human beings, you, you, you got to start somewhere. You you don't know everything on yeah. your first day. And well, they teach you, you know. in
1: real estate. One of the things they teach in real estate, and they probably teach in, in mortgage lane, too. Fake it till you make it. You know, this is a comment. is a common. It's a common thing. And look, you know, we, we've all been there where we started at some point, and yeah. we had to learn the business. Yeah. But I, I can tell you, the longer you're in the business, you realize the value of that experience.
0: Yeah, a good mentor goes a long way. Absolutely, and like i had I've had you know some really good people um behind the scenes that have helped me or allowed me to ask those questions to be that annoying kid asking why and right. what and how did you come up with that and what what is this form number and you know all those type of things there there's lingo in our industry that just you just don't learn on the street. There's no book,
1: right? Now we, uh, you know when you're when you're when I'm sitting here in the office and John, John's happens to be by or we t- there's a lot of acronyms thrown back and forth. You know we're 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 going back with FHAV. You know we're DTI acron- and, Yeah, we're going yeah. back with all these acronyms and, and we know how to speak that lingo to a certain extent because we've been talking about it for so long. Yeah, yeah. Well, well how long? Years. How long has it been though? How many years? Twenty years in the mortgage business. Yeah, that's outstanding. That's not, it's not bad. That's, no, no. I think that again,
0: I'm totally grateful for it. It's been a great career. You know, it's 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 I've been lucky. The good time and bad you know
1: you know so many times people get involved with a career or a choice of career that that doesn't suit them it's so nice to know that when you've finally gotten into one that fits oh, it, it's it's a it's a two-way fit man. john fits as a lender and a lend, and, and the lending industry needed john
0: yeah it, it fits me i mean my dad was an auto mechanic here in town oh, okay you know, that's what he did his whole life and mm-hmm. you know working with his hands and his back right And one of the things he wanted for me was like, John, do not work with your with your back, work with your head. There you go. And he wanted that for me. And so, uh, you know, I feel grateful for having found something that does does do that. You know, I, I, I haven't pulled a hammy. And doing a mortgage you know what i mean um so it's 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 great
1: well, let me tell you being a realtor is a lot tougher let me just tell you <laughs> just like going up and down stairs and stuff right, you know things yeah. like that you know opening bathroom doors and closing I pulled, them i pulled a hamstring going up and down the stairs every now and then <laughs> uh, but you know you're talking about your dad I, I feel compelled to talk about my dad my dad was a collector he did collections, collections. he did door-to-door Oh, oh, that kind of collection. Collections. Oh, like yeah. you owe us
0: money kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah, you, owe, you give me the money or you give me your knee, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Now, wow! One of those things. No, I don't think he actually ever ever broke anybody's leg, but he did. He was well. Your dad was a big guy. I He's mean, a big guy. Tall. He's, He's big, a big guy. Yeah. My dad's a big guy. He's got a presence. He does. Say. He has. A, yeah. He, you notice Dad when he steps into the room. All right. And Dad was a great baseball player too. He was actually a very good baseball player. And up until a long time ago, he could hit the ball out of the park anywhere.
0: Wooden bats or aluminum? What oh, we he was all about? wood, man. All you right, know, right, he right. you know he
1: could hit. He could, I mean, they didn't have aluminum bats when he was playing. Uh, yeah, well, they I had, had aluminum, I think. Aluminum foil. Right. But. It did not yeah. have aluminum yeah. bats. All right, but let's get back to you in just a second, John. I, I, you know, I think it's important. I wanted my – look, this is not about us being – you know, I'm not trying to uh, impress upon you uh, how wonderful I think John is. I just want you to understand what John's brought to the table and why he's on our show, why we trust John to not only be on the program but to give – help our clients with loans because I think it's important you understand that experience like we bring. We talk about it at the beginning of the show. We have a, over a century of collective experience mm-hmm. on our team. Mm-hmm. John brings you know one-fifth of that himself yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> to, true. The, to the mortgage industry.
0: Yeah, and thousands of loans. Thousands, thousands, of, lo- thousands of loans. Thousands of loans I've touched over my career.
1: Yeah, and I think that it's important that people understand. That's the nature of, of what, when you're looking for the right lender, I think much of the same when you're looking for the right Realtor, I think that experience really does matter, and I just wanted people to hear about your experience. I think was important. Hey,
0: by the way, we need more young people in our industry. The average age in lending is fifty years old. Oh my goodness! So you know, we do need more. I don't. They have. I have yet to see the artificial intelligence that can do what we do. (laughs) They can't do no. the consultation they, 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 they're not able to say here's here's where my client wants to go how do i get them there right it's they're easy and it's it's easy to say yes you fit right now or no you don't that's right. simple yeah but how to guide somebody to get where they want to be that's everything
1: yeah i gotcha look um i i you know we can't emphasize that enough that that there's good and there's bad in all industries there's just good mm-hmm. and bad and experience hopefully makes you better over time and clearly it has with you yeah thank you um you know for me Um, It's the same thing. I think experience matters. And I think that particularly... And when markets change, we adjust. Oh, you have to. I'm constantly learning. Right. Hey, listen, what a fun real estate hour we've had. I want to thank... Uh, Mark, our production director. i got to thank Carly and Erica once again for doing a great job. And i got and to thank our outstanding expert contributor, returning super <laughs> grand champion, that being John Ingram. Uh, you've been listening to I Las think. Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blank. next week, we'll have another wonderful hour for you. We're going to have Stacia Brain here and Todd Cox. Uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel uh lv real estate radio like and follow us on social media at lv real estate radio and i want to thank you our listeners for joining us this week remember while we seek to educate empower and engage with you we want you to learn understand then act we'll meet you on the radio next saturday at 11 a.m see you then